This is the Deity Podcast with your host, Nicolette Hoffman. And your host, Victoria Voges. Deity is a destination where we bridge the polarized world of health and where we have candid discussions navigating the diverse terrain of modern health science. Our goal is to empower everyone to be their own healer and to exercise their intuition in order to take their health into their own hands and live a juicy, magical life. By treating our bodies to delicious, incredible food, raising the baseline, and expanding the capacity of our nervous systems, we believe every person has the ability to move beyond all limitations and truly thrive. By tuning in, your transformation begins. Enjoy the ride. Hello. (laughs) Hello, Nicolette. How are you? I'm all hopped up on endorphins. How about you? Ooh, I'm doing really well, but I want to hear about these endorphins. Well, you know, from working out, I've been recording videos. I did two today for our Radiance program, and it's really me working out, showing the users my routine. And um, anyway, every time I work out, I'm like, I am, why don't I do this every single day? I feel so good. I feel so high. But really, it's like not practical for me to do it every day. But it does feel amazing when I do work out. I love it. Mm, we're really practical for anyone to work out every single day. It no, be... it's like we need to rest. Yeah, for sure. I uh, I feel you though. Working out in the morning always gets me in like a really great mood. Jazzed. Jazzed. My workouts are going to be really good though for anyone listening to this. Like, whoa. I'm so excited to do them. You want a juicy booty? Hit me up. Juicy booty. <laughs> Some people actually did come at us from our reel and we're like, hey, does Radiance come with a juicy booty? And we're like... If you wanted to. <laughs> yeah, I can if you wanted to. If you really do. If you do the work. I love that. Yeah. Well, what have you been up to? Me? Yeah. Oh, you know. Just got some roll thing done today. That's cool. It was fabulous. Although my legs are feeling a bit tender. And uh, also worked out this morning and then had a good cry after all of that. So. <laughs> wow. I saw on your Instagram story that you cried because of a blue latte. But was that the cause or was it just... <laughs> No, it was just in the interim. Like, it was like, you were the, crying I think I was just very feeling like the fullness of life. <laughs> yeah. I also needed to release. And um, then you also brought me that Blue Dream Latte in the midst of it. And then I was crying just because it was so delicious. Multiple reasons. Crying tears for multiple reasons. Yeah. We sometimes just need to cry. Energetic hygiene, yo. Crying is one of the most clearing for me, for sure. Mm, I love that. The water. Anyway, Tori and I have been talking about um, ways in which we self-sabotage and ways in which we continue to keep ourselves small and living small and living in this, like, box of life. Mm. And it's been coming up a lot, not just for me personally and like seeing reflections of like, whoa, I used to do that and um, where I still do that and where I still have patterns that come up, but like seeing friends and people I love, you know, continuing these um, loops, these loops of the stories they tell themselves, the people pleasing or attracting people pleasers, lack of boundaries, all these ways which they self-sabotage and keep their lives small. Mm. 
Yeah, I really like what you said about the stories people like tell because that's what it is. Like the story you tell to yourself, like it's gonna, you're gonna get proof of it in the external world. And that goes both ways. Whether your story is one of like, nobody loves me, no one ever chooses me, like that's gonna be mirrored back to you. And not only like, is no one maybe gonna choose you in relationship, but you're also then gonna choose people who won't choose you in the way that you are desiring. Mm -hmm. So, and you can flip that. You can also like change the narrative and then you can see that um, maybe your story is, wow, like I choose myself and that's like reflected in my external environment. And if you keep telling yourself that and that's your story, like that's going to be what is shown to you. Okay, so to break it down into practical terms for people like me... (laughs) say like what would be one instance where you would see that I mean I can give a personal instance okay yeah like in relationship to men specifically and like my journey dating of the past like three years like I had a story growing up of like no one ever chooses me or I'm not unworthy of love and um you know with that I also had the desire of like I want someone to choose me like I want to feel like loved both by myself and another but the story was really deeply embedded of the unworthiness and the like no one will ever choose me and so the real thing was that I as I was dating I continuously was choosing men who were just totally unavailable Mm -hmm. like completely and then I would be like oh my gosh like you know see like no one ever chooses me or like something must be wrong with me And more so recently in subtle ways, like I wasn't a mess over this, but it was like, I still felt in like the depths of my like body and soul, like I am alone and like Mm -hmm. no one wants me. But um, yeah, so I would choose, I think I dated over like maybe six people in the past three years and, you know, beautiful experience and at the same time like none of them were available especially in like the way that I was envisioning a partnership being you know Mm -hmm. so it was only quite recently I can't remember if I talked about this or not but in the fall like I really saw I was dating this guy who was like (laughs) really all wrong for me and it was very obvious it wasn't like I was continuously um getting closer to what I desired. It was actually just the ways I was self-abandoning and sabotaging myself were getting more obvious. But I had the story running, like, I'm getting closer to, like, that partnership that I want. And then in the fall, it just was one day, I don't even really know what happened, but it just became so obvious to me. I was like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) it's me. Like, I'm the one choosing to be in relationship with all these men who are completely not in alignment with me and unavailable and I'm the one making that choice it has nothing to do with them like I'm saying yes to them and uh it's when I changed the story I was like okay like I really felt like no more like in the depths of me I was like I'm I'm really done with this now like I can't live this way and I also won't and then I started to be like I think I've been on a journey since then of, like, I really love myself and, like, I choose me. Mm -hmm. And that's an ongoing process, but I really feel like now after some, you know, big aha moments over the past, what is that, like, eight months now, nine months? Like, I really do feel like I'm in a place where 
I know that I've got me and I choose me and I love me and that can only be mirrored externally. And Mm -hmm. I'm only going to say yes to that, which is really in alignment with what I want. It's not just like I'm no longer going to choose anyone who's going to um, confirm the story that I'm unlovable. Mm -hmm. Did that make sense? yeah okay (laughs) and just like damn dude because I also really resonate with all that you know in my past relationships not all of them but Mm. the more recent ones yeah well thanks for sharing that's wild like that just to even be aware that you have the fear of being alone forever totally you know of like not that that's true but that you have that fear yeah because when you say it out loud it loses its potency it loses its power because you're like, wait, that's actually not true. Totally. But the hardest part is to like actually confront and honestly see that you have that and say it out loud. Right. Which isn't even that bad. Like, I don't know. We make such a big fuss about things. I think totally. as humans, like we're so dramatic and it's like really, it's like, okay, I'm afraid to be alone. I'm afraid to be alone forever. But like saying that out loud, is like, it's actually not ever gonna be true because like it's just not true I just know it right and I think it also for me it like and I don't I don't think it's true like that fear like I know it's not true and at the same time with that I hold in tandem like if I'm just the fun aunt for the rest of my life (laughs) with like amazing friends and family who love me dearly like I have so much love in my life so many people who are just fully on my team and love me completely if that's my life like hey I I'm at peace with that yes the fun aunt exactly oh my god (laughs) that's amazing okay so um wow thank you for sharing all of that I have a very similar thing that happened oh I want to hear about it well I was having a series of like dating older like kind of weird men um (laughs) for years and um it, I I didn't even really realize that I was doing this, like dating unavailable, older, weird men, um, because I was really afraid to have something real. And mm. I didn't even know that I wanted something real. I was like, oh, I'm just like having fun in life, even mm. though I do want a partnership and want a boyfriend and like I'm just naturally a boyfriend person like a like a monogamous relationship person yeah but anyway I went through like a series of I don't know like one two three four guys four men over the last six years five or six years and um where am I going with this anyway the last one that ended it was almost two years ago wow um and um i had been single for like i was a sing i was completely single not really talking to anyone seriously for a whole year um and during that time during that year of like really being single really being alone living in the center of mexico alone um was so healing and cathartic mm-hmm. and made me confront my fear and I honestly couldn't have done it without Tori because it was right before my 30th birthday that I ended the relationship. Hmm. And I went to see Tori on my 30th birthday in San Francisco. And that's when we talked about like the seed of desire and where I really faced my fears and really decided like to 
be clear with what I desire and what I want in life. And in doing so, then all these patterns I had to see in myself and I had to be able to let go. And one of them was really the fear of being alone. And I just became totally cool with it. I was like, if I have to, not have to, if I am going to be alone, um, I'm going to be okay with it. Like if I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life, I'm going to be okay with it because Mm. I would rather be happy and be alone and choose myself and stick to my boundaries and hold my boundaries than be in a relationship where I am giving my power away, Mm. where I am not holding my boundaries, where I'm not respecting myself, where I am in an emotional roller coaster, Mm. which was like my last five, six years, whatever. I mean, it was wild. Then, yes, so it was like this year of unfolding. And um, I'm really, really grateful for that time because I think I've grown so much because of it. And I'm able to now look at my relationships moving forward with like a whole different lens of Mm -hmm. clarity and compassion and love and unconditional love and caring and everything. And I like couldn't do that without having those moments to look back on of my fears and facing my fears and seeing where I was abandoning myself. And um, yeah, that was really wild. Also reading The Mastery of Love. Woo. Game changer. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I really. You're welcome. I mean, that was just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more about it. but And we're definitely going to have a. A podcast on relationships. Maybe mine will be called My Weird Ex Boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That can be the title of, her, of that one. Um, but what you said about, you know, getting to that moment where you're like, I'd rather be alone and choose myself than like be with someone who's, or then it be, what did you say exactly? Give my power away. Yeah, exactly. That's such a pivotal moment, I think, for anyone's life, you know? Where it's like you realize, and it takes so much time to get there. Totally. Like you have to really be there and you'll feel like so much tension in your body leading up to it. At least I did. I felt like it was like I always knew what I should do. Mm -hmm. Like I always knew what I would do if I was like fully owning my desire. And yet like the amount of sensation that was in my body, I just like my nervous system couldn't handle that choice at the time. And then Mm -hmm. you get to a point and you're like, okay, like. I'm I'm there like I will choose myself and like it's just a huge moment yeah like I'm stepping off this roller coaster precisely I don't need any more like loop-de-loop headaches right (laughs) (laughs) loop-de-loop headaches (laughs) I don't need any more whiplash all right yeah I'm done you know what I want to talk about another way I was self-sabotaging too okay um this one goes way deeper I think than my weird relationships (laughs) I think I'm going to laugh every time you, like, whisper that. (laughs) They might be listening. I don't know, but this one goes way deeper um, because I had a really, really weird fucked up upbringing, um, which is a whole other enchilada, maybe a whole other episode. But one of the defense mechanisms that came out of um, this weird upbringing in myself was being a serious people pleaser. And I know this is a really trending hot topic right now, and I'm glad it is because so many people have it. 
so many people have this tendency to say yes to things that they really don't have the time or space to commit to. That was me. I would say yes to everything because I wanted to be liked. I wanted to be the hero. I wanted to be all these things. But I didn't realize that I could still be liked and be the hero and be all these things and still say no. Mm. And... um. And, like, the right people are in my life because of it now. Instead of these people that I'm like, maybe everyone will like me. I don't give a fuck if everyone likes me. I don't like everyone. (laughs) I really don't. I actually have a very small amount of people that I like in my life. (laughs) Like, being completely real. Um, I mean, I do like a lot of people. But you know what I mean? Like, my my circle's really tight. And, um, yeah, I just... I would say yes, even like a couple years ago, I would say yes to things and then the time would come around and I would flake and it really got in the way of my friendships and my professional life sort of, um, even though I tried my best to always really show up when I said I would in a professional way, but you know, like I kind of like put a tarnish on me and I really had to face I don't even know how and then it ended up like coming into my attention, but something happened. I think maybe I had a really bad falling out with a dear friend and it really killed me. And I had a really serious look at myself and was like, I don't want to be someone whose word means nothing. Mm. So I have to give up this mechanism of saying yes. And I have to be okay that some people are not going to like me. I have to be okay that I'm going to let some people down. And that's going to be okay. Mm. And it's going to be sexy because I my word is going to mean something. And I will have like an internal boundary because people will just know she means what she says. She's a solid gal. She can handle anything. And um, whoa, I really like saying no now. Even though I do default to yes because I get really excited about things in the moment when we're like say I have a couple of glasses of rosé or something in me and I'm like (laughs) oh my gosh yes let's do it but now I don't have that like ick of like oh my gosh I have to let someone down it's like it's just part of life like the sooner I realize that I don't want to do something and I want to get out of it and I shoot someone a text or I cancel like it's cool it happens it's life Mm. but I don't ignore (laughs) and like let it get to the last minute and bone out last minute like I used to. And looking back, I'm like, I can't even believe I did that for so long. Like, what a shit show. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Totally. I feel like, and we were talking about this today too earlier, but, you know, sometimes you got to say no to other things in order to say yes to yourself. And I think that's a major way that people self-sabotage is that they don't say yes to themselves first. They're just saying yes to everything else. And a lot of the times that's actually like, them not checking in with themselves, not seeing what's actually true for them to commit to or not commit to. I mean, so many people don't take time to like run something through their body and be like, okay, is this something that really I, I want to do or mm-hmm. that I want to choose? And whoa, I just had like this amazing thought. Tell me. Being a people pleaser 
is literally being a slut for life. And I don't mean that in a good way. <laughs> I was like, hey, that actually sounds kind of fun. Like, I love, okay, slut for life. Woo. But like, <laughs> like you are like whoring out your energy, mm. you know, and you, <laughs> you being the pimp on the inside and your energy being like, anyway, that was a horrible example. But, like, I actually liked it. I thought it was a good did. example. Yeah. I mean, like pimping yourself out. I think we should roll with it. The other side of that, of like hoe for life is being selective and you're choosing the things that will help you grow. You're choosing the things that feel really good. You're choosing the things that help you expand and lead a bigger life. It's kind of like buying the big, nice purchases instead of spending all your money on little shitty things. Mm. So by saying no to things, you're choosing things that, yes, okay, because I said no to these things that I didn't really care for, do, I, I didn't want to do, I have this energy in my bank to do the amazing big things I want to do like travel and take trips and uh, sign up for courses that are expensive and scary and do things that get me out of my comfort zone but really light me up Mm, yeah so don't be a slut for life be selective for life yeah I don't that was like a horrible thing but that's what (laughs) I get what you're saying though it's like yeah you really do need to be intentional and selective with your energy and where it's going in order to really like stay in your center and yeah and be able to um well number one people will take you more seriously obviously and you'll be more respected and you'll respect yourself more which is actually the important part yes um yeah wow I think another way that people self-sabotage is comparison oh like comparing where you're at I think it's so important to make peace with where you're at um, even if you don't like it. And I think you cannot like something and still make peace with it. You can own up to the fact like, I don't like this and yet this is where I'm at and I have acceptance around it and I'm actively making choices to to change that. But you have like this piece of like this and acceptance of like, this is where I'm at. Because when you compare yourself to others, whether that be their body, their job, their partner, like their life, whatever you think it is that you're mm-hmm. seeing about them, Number one, you have no idea and it's just your assumptions. Mm-hmm. And number two, like you're setting yourself up for to feel really bad. In fact, you're choosing that. By comparing yourself to others, you're choosing to feel not good in your body. Yeah. And that's self-sabotage. Yeah, compare and despair. I feel like all of the uh, four agreements by uh, Don Miguel Ruiz could be self-sabotage. Like you said, uh, not being impeccable with your word making assumptions Mm -hmm. um not trying your best and oh my gosh why am oh wait what is it what's the fourth one don't make assumptions always do your best best. i can't remember wait it'll come to me because i remembered it while you were talking it'll come back (laughs) sorry don miguel sorry don miguel sorry we let you down (laughs) just kidding (laughs) (laughs) it's brilliant though what you're saying like all of them compare and despair though yeah whoa yeah i don't compare myself to other people just you saying that out loud i was like do i have that and like i really don't oh yeah which makes me happy because i self-sabotage in so many other ways but i'm like that's one i don't have nice (laughs) that's a celebration 
I don't think I do it anymore nearly as much, but I, and I never was like overt about it. It was a very internal thing. Like I would see something else. Uh, and again, this was a long time ago. Cause now anytime, like I feel like I'm in comparison, I don't even like resort to comparison. I'm more like, Oh wow. Like I really like that about them. Oh, I like and them. I probably want that too. Yeah. It's like a jealous, you know, it kind of is like the jealousy thing that we've definitely talked about. Yeah, it's here. making me think of that episode we did like yeah. way in the beginning. It's like you turn the comparison into like you acknowledge a desire. Like, I want that too. Mm. Like, oh, this person has, you know, I don't know, a beautiful relationship. Like, I really want that too. Rather than I don't have that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah, turning the transmuting envy into desire. Yes, that was the name of the episode. Love it. Oh, there's another way we were talking about earlier how people can also self-sabotage. And I think it has to do with abundance. Like a lot of ways we keep ourselves small mm. is not paying for the things that we actually desire. So like we desire to have like a top-notch high quality life um but instead we pay like bare bones minimum for like minimum work for from our the people who support us in our in our jobs or whatever or we um like what would be another example of that hmm i think it can like go to really anything in someone's life yeah like what you're what you're putting out but also the people you're choosing to be around and like you want a high quality life but you are choosing to purchase and put your money towards like bare bones minimum basic stuff and people and things no offense but like people who do like a the bare bone job you know with i get exactly yeah i know exactly what you're saying you're saying like if you you got to put your energy where you are headed and not necessarily like yes you need to be forthcoming with where you are currently at but like you also need to be expanding your energy and like where you're putting your yes money like in all of these things in the direction that you really want to be in so you can like say like oh i want this really big glorious life but if you're choosing to i don't know invest your business and maybe someone who uh is not fully committed and like not super professional Mm -hmm. that's what you're gonna get back it's true like and you're gonna stay in that realm it's true or like or okay say you hire someone great and you are really forthcoming you're like yo this is all i can afford to pay right now but it's like minimum wage the that person that you bring on is gonna feel resentful about it And they're going to see how frivolous you are in your other areas of life, if you are, you know, like, they're going to see that you are not, your actions are not aligned with your talk. And they're going to feel resentful, and they're not going to want to show up to work. They're going to, I don't know, maybe people please until the very end, and then they're going to explode. And it's going to be this horrific pattern over and over of, like... I'm hiring shit or like, I don't know, like everyone around me is shitty and um, why can't there be better people? Like why why is it so hard to find like employees? And this I've heard from so many people like and it's just finally starting to click in my head that it's kind of like a lack mindset, you know? Mm hmm. 
And okay, yeah, it's, we have a startup and we cannot afford a lot of the things that we want right now. And we're very forthcoming about that with the people we're working with, but like we intend to get there and we will like, say we, we are not able to like pay a certain amount of like actual money, but we will make up for it with like valuable service of some sort, you know, until we get to that point. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does make sense. It also reminds me of like, um, even this goes back to like investment in yourself. Like if, even if you say like, oh, I want to change my life. Like I want to change how I feel. Like I, I want to do this. Like it requires so much investment to actually do those things. And like you have to, um, me yep most likely put like your energy and also your money because money is also just a form of energy like into that but I get what you were saying with um with the work and yeah I know I was going off on a tangent and I realized like a lot of people listening probably don't have employees under them (laughs) but I'm just in in terms of thinking small and like people staying small i've seen a lot of people who have companies or like who have ambition to do something um be an entrepreneur have their own you know or they're an artist or whatever and it keeps them stuck in the same place because they are scared and they're staying in the same place doing the same thing over and over and over and over instead of just stepping up. But that can also apply to like everyone else, whether you are an employee um, and you being honest with yourself and, um, you know, like what like are your actions aligned with your goals, like what you say that you want? It could be signing up for a program and you said yes to this and you said yes to that you would make the time and um effort to make change in your life and then just quitting after something looks a little bit difficult like making a change in your life is difficult that is kind of a lack i think also like yes i want this i want this body i want to feel this vibrancy i want this but then like the second something comes in like i'm not putting my energy into that no and then you hear that same story over and over and it's it's just that same pattern so it could apply to like so many different things you know yeah I know it's pretty broad no I I really like that I feel like it's it's one of the it's a very clear way of self-sabotage it's like you say yes to something and you maybe think like you get really excited about it but then you also are not willing to put your energy like into it day in day out yeah because like there's there's like a serious commitment and like a being clear on what you want and where you are Uh when you say yes to something day in day out like Mm -hmm. like you've said commitment is so sexy commitment to yourself is so sexy yeah it really is and I think we were saying too, like, why do people quit out so easy? Or why do people stay in the same patterns of like paying bare minimum for the things that they need? I don't know. You know what I yeah. mean? But it's because they're afraid of like, what if they actually get it? What if they actually totally get that really hot bod? What if they actually make it in the music industry? What if they actually make it to be like a top clothing company of the U.S.? You know? Yeah. What if they actually do it? And that would actually mean more work, more responsibility, more stuff. So 
so much more responsibility but also so much more joy and so much more freedom so it is like i think yeah people are just afraid and their fear of actually making it outweighs their fear of or their comfort zone i mean yeah i think little by little though like depending on who you are i guess but i was afraid for so long and like little by little like I just got to a point where I was ready. You know, not even ready, but I was willing. Like, I was willing to say yes to something really big and scary. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the case all along, though. Even though, right. like, I wanted to. Like, I wanted to say yes to the thing. And there was a lot of times that I didn't actually know what the thing was. Mm-hmm. So that was probably where... Yeah, it just wasn't the right time. Yeah. So I also, at the same time, like, I just want to say, like, I trust everyone's process. Like, whatever your process is, wherever you're at, like, I'm not really trying to, like change it like if you say yes to a program and then you don't do it like I'm not necessarily trying to like shift that for you I actually trust that maybe you weren't ready for what you thought you wanted right and maybe in the future you will be and maybe it'll take you saying yes and failing 20 times more before you really are ready and that's okay it's up to you though you get to decide if this next time that you say yes is the time that you succeed or if it's 20 like years down the road Oh my God, I love that so much. And it's true because it kind of comes down to this like thing of manifestation of like, we have to be really careful and really clear with ourselves, like what we actually want and desire. Mm -hmm. Because when we are calling that in and it comes in, we got to be ready for it. Right. And you'll, yeah, you'll know when the time is right. We knew when that time was right. We sure did. (sighs) Yeah. And look at us now. And look at us now. (laughs) And I don't mean to sound harsh at all. Like, oh, hello, no. I've been so self-sabotage-y my entire life. <laughs> Same. So I have so much compassion and love, and I know that everyone is capable um, of living their true vibrant life. But it really does take being honest with yourself and also figuring out what the fuck your gifts are. Mm. You know? Because um, once you do... Then And once you notice them, then they're going to be louder and louder and louder until they're screaming at you to come out and be shared with the world. And, um, yeah, you'll know when the time is right. Yeah. Amen. I think that's a great place to end this episode. Oh, okay. Oh, did you have more? No. Okay. (laughs) Oh, is it time to end it? (laughs) I think this is our longest episode. It is 33 minutes. Look at that. But there is so much in here. I mean, I could keep going. Yeah. But I think it's wine time. Vino. Okay, I love you guys. Adios. Oh, what's the fourth agreement? Oh, I remember. What? Uh, um, oh my gosh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Never take anything seriously. Personally. Personally, thank you. <laughs> Never take Never anything take personally. Anything but also don't take it seriously. <laughs> Life is fun. We love you. Mwah. Mwah.